Hi, this is Master Jotty. Welcome to my podcast, Exponential Intelligence. This is episode 133. The first of a two-part question and answer series on the journey to truth, the big picture. Uh, you know, we talk about truth all the time. So what exactly is truth? Uh, and there's, um, there's truth in every aspect. So uh, the way you live your life, it's a, it's a truth. Uh, although it might not be, say, the absolute truth. So our our process, or what we've actually, say, in, in our DNA, uh, we've actually been built to approach or always, um, always strive to become more and more, say, pure or hence truer, uh, or um, to define or to go towards that one single truth. And there is only one single truth. By the way, uh, there's it's just one single truth. Um, the problem with that one single truth is everybody thinks that their truth is that one single truth, uh, and it's not. Uh, it just isn't. So, just to give you an idea <clears throat> on how you can tell if your single truth uh, is not the real or the ultimate truth, is that that single truth should be should work in every and every possible situation that you can think of. There should be no ands, ifs, or buts. There should be no exceptions to the rule. Nothing. Uh, it's just one single truth. It works in all possible solutions, just like physics. Here are the laws of physics, even uh, not a single truth, because as we get deeper and deeper, right, like this physical realm works on uh, certain principles, right? Uh, gravity, electromagnetism, uh, whatever else that we have, that rules this and dominates this world. You can't get away uh, from that truth in this reality, right? If you want to, say, think, and this is where other people's truth happens, right? Think, um, you know, you're on a ledge, uh, you know, 40, 50 feet up in the air, you're on a ledge, and you think you're just going to walk off that ledge. And then gravity, you know, your truth is that, well, I'm going to walk off this ledge, and I'll just keep walking. It doesn't work that way. Right? Uh, that truth of gravity will knock you down, you know, make you fall. So, um, and then some of you, well, you know, I have a jetpack or I have this and that and I can just float. Well, we'll talk about that as well. So, uh, so that's that single truth in this reality, right? Outside of the jetpack or anything else that we could do. Um, and I would use that example because uh, I'll just explain it to you in a second. So what happens is that you go to a quantum level, and this is what really messed up Einstein in his later years, is that all the things, all the physics principles, theories, and so on that he brought into the world didn't work in, at a smaller quantum scale. There's another physics. So, so in that scenario, which is the truth, the physical world or what happens in the quantum world? Because quantum uh, quantum uh, particles act very differently than, say, your larger particles or us. Uh, and then where I work at, or work on, or the level that we're at, uh, we haven't even scratched the surface there. Right? Uh, and it's not just me; it's all of us uh, actually originate from that one single truth. So we go deeper, and I call that the sub-quantum, say, layer, the sub-quantum uh, physics principles that dictates 
all aspects of the quantum realm and then also all aspects of this physical realm. So, for example, the quantum realm dictates what happens in this physical realm. Okay? Uh, and again, the subquantum realm right, dictates what happens in the quantum realm or how particles or how physics or how we behave. Uh, and then back into, again, from the quantum back into the physics, uh, the physical realm, or this, the larger aspect of life. So, so, so the single truth, although every layer is absolutely true in this scenario, the physics layer, right, that we abide by in this reality, right, um, is absolutely true for this layer, but it's not the absolute truth. We go into the quantum layer, and then the principles that work on that level is absolutely true for that layer. But it's not the absolute truth. Then you go deeper in the subquantum field, uh, and then that would be, say, the absolute truth. Uh, and this is where, you know, you would go, well, you know, I'm going to have, you know, jetpack on my back and then sub circumvent uh, um, um, gravity. Okay? Well, it gets harder and harder to circumvent the laws, uh, the physical laws that are at the quantum level. And then there's no way of circumventing it at the, say, sub-quantum level. It just is. There's no way of getting around things. It just is what it is. Right? There's no exceptions. Uh, again, there's no circumvents. There's nothing. Right? It's just one way. And that's it. So that's the truth that I will talk about or or when these questions, um, I will explain it from that truth. Okay? Sometimes it's, it's very different than what you may feel. Um, but as you awaken, like many people have, right through the work that I do, they go, oh, okay, I get it. It just depends on, you know, all the filters that you have that you see your truth in, uh, not, and not the real truth. So uh, with that in mind, part one, the big picture, uh, what is exponential intelligence definition of truth? Um, let me just explain that. So uh, I guess we're on a good roll here. Uh, I didn't even look at the question. Uh, is there one underlying truth to existence that applies across every being and every dimension? Yes. So, And that's what I was talking about. Well, um Call me intuitive, but yeah, that's that's what I was talking about. That one single truth. Um, but again, your reality that you live, it's not that it's a fake. It's not that it's a sham. Although it's not the real you. Okay, for your reality to exist, you would have to have say all those lies in place. So if you think about it, all the filters that you run to create the reality, to create the human body that you are would have to be a lie or a distortion of the truth or what they call sin in the Bible or the Quran or those religious aspects. Sin is basically off the mark. It's not, it's not, um, you know, what we think about sin being a bad person or anything like that. It's just literally off the mark. Um, um, why is living in alignment with truth important individually and for humanity? But if you're not living from the truth, uh, there's always distortions. So, the, the, again, distortions of wealth, uh, distortions of, 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 of being happy, distortions of being healthy. Um, so if you live from the truth, 
right? That means that all the filters that we say abide by in this dense world, um, most of it would not would not exist. That means that uh, if you lived from the truth, well, you would realize that one, you would be say completely abundant, 360 degrees of abundance at all times. Uh, if you live from the truth, a higher truth, uh, it would mean that uh, there would be no lack in the world. There would be no starving in the world. There would be no uh, anything in the world that is uh, of abuse, distortion, uh, control, or anything like that. We'd have a very different world. Uh, there would be no there would be no use for control because, well, we'd know that uh, everything that we are comes from within. All the abundance that we need, all the food that we need, all the health that we need, uh, they necessarily wouldn't be, say, any hospitals, really. Um, you know, medical facilities, obviously, no lawyers, no <clears throat> the government systems that we uh, see today. Uh, they wouldn't, there wouldn't be a lot of laws in place. Uh, and the laws that there would be uh, would be more consistent with, say, how the laws of nature are Right? The laws of nature are well; they just are. Right? Not nobody enforces them. Uh, if you say don't abide by them, well, um, <clears throat> you get penalized, so to speak, right away. Like you know, you're out uh, freezing cold temperature. Uh, the laws of nature is that if you're not bundled up, you'll freeze your ass off. It just is, right? So uh, it'd be more those types of laws uh, that would govern society. So, uh, so overall, there wouldn't be any lack. So, um, uh, and then also, most of the time here that we live in society, uh, what's happening is that you know we're always abiding, or we're always working, or going towards. Um, you know, most of our lives are spent about either either treading water, keeping our heads afloat. Or you know, uh, you know, we might be financially well off and so on like that. But uh, again, we're underwater at a spirit level or at a deep level, empty level. Uh, you'd never see anything like that. Uh, we'd all be at our uh, at our full potential. Uh, this is um, uh, the archetype superhuman uh, example. We'd be at our full potential, and we could see we would be more focused on not surviving. Right? Um, not paying the bills, not paying because those things would just be they'd be just taken care of. We would be like, okay, what can we do in our physical form? How can we push those limits? How could we be our best possible self? Right? How uh, you know pushing our say physical form in this reality, really testing out what we could do. In this physical form, uh, again, whether it's creating, say, financial wealth or, you know, some of the, um, you know, some of the physical things that these, uh, great athletes do nowadays. It's amazing that they can, do, like, say, defy gravity. Uh, almost. But they're really not. They're just working with gravity. So, uh, so those are the things. So, from a, from a survival world, like we are, Right, uh, and no matter even if you're wealthy, super wealthy, just some like some of these countries are right, super wealthy, and look what they're trying to do. They're trying to protect their space. You'd have nothing like that. There's uh, again, there'd be no protection. There's no need for protection. Nothing like that. You would just own your space. You'd just be your space. 
So very different society. So that's why it's uh, alignment with truth. Uh, imagine if you lived uh, in your real truth. Um, you wouldn't have the relationships and all that that you, we have. We wouldn't have the child issues that we have. Uh, so can you explain what our highest good really means? Um, you know, most most individuals, you know, they go, they talk about highest good. It, you know, it's a buzzword. You know, well, it's for your highest good. But you know, for most individuals, your highest good, and I'll tell you what it's not about, so you can understand what it is about. Uh, the highest good for most individuals is basically the highest potential that your current program that you run is. That's how most people think of their highest good, uh, and that's why people go. Well, you know, you got abused or you got into an accident or you got hurt or whatever. Well, is because for your highest good. Right? Uh, or what is it? You slept in your bed. Now you have to make it or, or you made the cake. Now you eat it. You know, that, that kind of, uh, saying, uh, it's just that, well, you're running your programs and now you have to suffer from it. So, uh, in that scenario, most of us again don't really understand what highest good is so in ei's potential uh or uh, definition the highest good is uh, again going towards that single truth or removing the filters that we think we are uh it's not about being punished it's not about learning anything it's not nothing like that uh it's just about removing all those filters that we think we are so we live from our highest good or basically an awakened state um, is it always in alignment with humanity's highest good? Uh, of course, it's always in alignment. So if you're running off of exponential intelligence, highest good, now that you understand the definition, um, you'd never have to distort anybody. You'd never have to control anybody. You'd n- nobody would have to be oppressed, anything like that. Um, uh, the planet wouldn't have to suffer. Uh, people wouldn't have to suffer. You would run... Um, you would run highly successful companies uh, that would not distort, um, say, anybody in any way. Your employees uh, would be of a higher order. Your employees would love to be, um, you know, working for you. Uh, there would be minimal sick days or anything like that because, well, it'd be a joy to go to work, right? no matter what that work would be. So... So uh, it is always in humanity's highest good. Uh, I mean, look at the way we run today's uh, realities, right? We, we basically have to oppress people uh, to 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 have a sustainable living. I mean, you know, look at the U.S. or other um, countries like that. Look at how many other other countries that they have to oppress to uh, meet their needs or you know the goods and services that they that they that they need. For the citizens of their country, uh, again, that's that's not right. It doesn't have to be that way. Uh, look at how many other people have to suffer for somebody else to gain wealth and stuff. It doesn't have to be that way, not at all. Um, um, and, 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 and I'm sure you get my drift. So uh, we can move on. Uh, we also we often think uh, we know what we want in our lives uh, and on our journey, uh, but do these individual desires matter on our 
quest to align with truth? Um, well, it depends on if your individual desires are parallel with uh, the highest truth. So, uh, then, uh, then it matters. Uh, however, if your truth is very different, then people are, you know, in extreme cases, demented. You know, I was just watching this gangster movie, uh, Mickey something in, in Los Angeles, uh, Mickey Cohn. Right? His truth was about dominating uh, or bringing in the mafia. Uh, and he was demented enough that that was his truth, right? Uh, he was the one. Um, so... Uh, anyway, for him, and there's tons of people like that, uh, especially in you know, leadership roles or, or, or non-leadership roles. Um, so those, um, so those individual truths, obviously, say not in alignment. Um, however, even those say demented, those extreme individuals, as they remove their filters. Obviously, they get closer and closer to understand that, you know, you don't have to oppress people. You don't have to kill people. You don't have to do anything like that to live in your highest abundance. Uh, that's, say, the furthest from the truth. So, so where do you fall from, say, that demented example to, say, the highest uh, of, say, what you could possibly be in physical form? Um, says you have said that the work... Uh, I do. Uh, you do brings us back into alignment with truth. Uh, can you explain what this means? Yes. <clears throat> so, so yes, the work that I do does bring you back into alignment with the truth. So, what that means is that um, uh, what that means is um, is that. <clears throat> is I do bring you into alignment with the truth. Not actually alignment with the truth, but on the path to that truth. Okay? The way I do that, obviously, is, like I said before, removing all those filters so you understand who you are. So so just to refresh your memory, your highest truth, you'd be in complete abundance, just like you would be uh, as if you were an awakened spirit. Right? An awakened spirit, uh, <clears throat> and I've been there a couple times, um, there's no need for anything because you are completely self-sustaining. You are everything and anything that you could possibly be. Um, th at that potential that you are, you have, you're not God, but obviously to this minimal world of physical reality, you would feel like a God because you could create anything. And that's where that distortion or lies come through that we are all gods. I mean, in a sense, yes, we are at this level, but there's a higher, much, much higher level of consciousness, say, that dictates that reality, this reality, right? So we're far from it. But again, in in perspective, you know, if we were an awakened level <clears throat> or an awakened spirit level, right, full potential, yes, because we could create literally you know, this earth on our own, especially now, since we're much more advanced than uh, an awakened spirit, you know, from millions of years ago. And, and that's just a whole different subject that we won't get into. Um, so, uh, and at that level, by the way, that awakened level, you would understand, say, pure source much clearer. So with the work that I do, so what happens is that as I help you remove those filters, well, you get closer to an awakened spirit. Your spirit entangles in you, and then you start living, well, from that full potential of spirit. Right? Uh, and again, as you become abundant, 
in all aspects uh, of life, finances, health, relationships. Again, 360 degrees. And this is another way you can tell that you're on the path to highest truth. You know, if you've got billions of dollars uh, in the bank or, you know, access to it, uh, and then you're always sick. You know, there's always crap going on in your family. There's always, you know what I mean, insecurities. There's always like more need or more ego. Then, <clears throat> well, you're not living your highest truth, although you might be a physical, uh, uh, you know, um, a shaker or a mover, quote unquote. And I don't see them uh, as a shaker and mover. But, um, but then on the flip side as well, you know, if you're poor, uh, you don't have enough money feed your kids and send them to college and this like uh, and all those things that doesn't mean that you're any better than that millionaire or billionaire right? uh, you're at the same you're in the same boat just the opposite sides of the boat and that boat is sinking so does it matter which side of the boat you're on not really uh, not at all uh, not one bit right? the boat still sinks and then you're both I guess, dead in the water. Uh, and if you don't awaken, you go on the spirit side. Eh, things don't, don't get any better. So so uh, <clears throat> hopefully that answers that question probably a little deeper. Um, I'm just reading. As I talk, I read people as well. So, um, so what does this process look like? While individual circumstances and rule sets may all differ, uh, what are the common stages we all share as we go through this process? Uh, it's kind of difficult, um, but overall, what happens is that you know I've seen tens of thousands of people, and, and for the most part, depending on where you are, and you know I can I can tell you exactly the next step. But there's so many different, not so many different uh, actually. Um, but enough not to be able to explain it all. Okay? Um, um, so by the answer, <clears throat> by the question as you ask me, by say the situation that you're in and so on and so on, I can tell you exactly where you are on your path to say awakening or connecting to that truth. Uh, what does the process look like? So the process looks like one is that as I work with you and many of you say as of late are getting it, uh, for some reason or another, probably because my abilities have increased quite a bit, and then also uh, the frequencies of the earth or the universe actually, multiverse actually changing uh, to appear uh, more transparent or higher frequency, right? So the higher the frequency, obviously the distortions um, that exist here today cannot exist. They have to fall off. So, um, so because of those two reasons, uh, again, many of you are getting it. So, say you do work with me, uh, many of you. Well, what happens is that you get to start to realize, like, hey, there's more potential than what I have here today, right now. You see a different scenario, a different reality, different paradigm uh, for yourself. You see different possibilities. Are you, although you're in the same environment. All right, so that's the first step. Second step is, well, peeling it away. Now, there's two different paths. One path is that you're so ingrained uh, in your in your filter or in your reality that you think that you are, that, well, uh, it's almost like having a tattoo. It's ingrained in you or your skin color. You know, you think it's part of you. But in reality, it's really not. So it takes a little longer. And I call that the severity of detox that you go through. 
Um, but then for those <clears throat> who are, say, willing to change or more awakened at, at spirit level, um, is that, um, well, the changes come about easy. So they go through the process of understanding and removing more and more and more filters. So depending on the hard path or the easier path, uh, again, that's the distortions. It's all based on the distortions that you run in the past. Okay. Um, and just one thing to clarify, why do people have a harder detox than some other people? Right? There's always this question. So might as well get that out of the way. It's because over lifetimes or family lineage and, and or both, uh, basically we learned or families learned or you learned, right? Uh, and you're, in LA, you're at a graduated and elevated state. Right? So you come into this lifetime. Uh, and you're more aware, you're more in tune, you're more abundant. That's why uh, people who are just naturally abundant, um, right, or their medium income or whatever, you know, are higher, and they just are. No matter what they do, they'll create that income. It's not because of what they did physically. Right? It's just because at a certain, they've been awakened at a certain level, they come into this lifetime, their natural propensity is to be, well, 360 degrees of abundance at that level. Simple as that. Those individuals, and I'm not knocking anything down, I'm just telling you the way it is. Those individuals, again, either controlled, controlling, um, fearful, uh, we didn't learn as much through lifetimes, through family lineage and so on, for whatever reason. There's tons of reasons. Uh, and we come into this lifetime, right? We didn't graduate. Basically, we didn't go from, uh, and again, I'm just giving you numbers, you know, from first grade to second grade to third grade to fourth and so on. Right? We got stuck or sometimes uh, we got um, <clears throat> we got sent back and we repeat they like third grade over and over and over again. So the bottom line is that we just didn't learn from our previous lifetime, previous experiences or anything like that. And this is why we are where we are. It's not about. um what is it? Uh, it's not that we did something bad and now we're here to suffer. Uh, I forgot. Sorry, guys. I'm just on a roll. So um, sometimes words don't come. Um, um, <clears throat> uh, again, it's not uh, it's not a learning experience for us or anything like that. If it was a learning experience, you would be abundant in or you would be happy or you'd be comfortable in the situation that you'd be in. So, um, and then the process, uh, as we go higher, I guess to finish off the, uh, the questions, um, uh, is, that, uh, is that the next stage is a realization that this reality is not as real as we think it is, right? Uh, it's not as, um, yeah, it's not as solid. We start to understand that, that there's a higher definition of ourselves. There's a higher definition of who we are, right? We start to move away from the physical reality of who we think we are. Again, human form, which is that 1%, or to the 99%. Uh, at that level, imagine you get more and more potential as you get more and more potential well you get you have a higher propensity to go gosh what else is out there you get to see your real strength your real abilities um and, and then you go higher yet uh, and then this is where you know 
um, ego, um, um, and, and of similar nature or of similar state personality traits uh, get in the way because to go any higher, you have to um, understand. Uh, you have to understand that uh, distorted ego cannot go or take you further. Okay, uh, so that's why there's a fork in the road because at this level, most people will get tempted. Uh, to go an easier route. That easier route is using somebody else's, say, abilities to, uh, or frequencies to create more wealth, more abundance, more happiness, more whatever. Uh, and that's where most individuals or most successful individuals or most intelligent individuals or most whatever individuals are at. They've sold themselves at some level. So, uh, <clears throat> and then you break away from that, right? You get sucked in and there's people who've uh, I've pulled out uh, of that same muck. It, it is a muck. It, it's like literally falling into a tar pit. Uh, and, and, well, if you don't learn the first time, it's easy for me to pull it out. But if you don't learn the first time, you dip into it again. Uh, it's not good. It takes a hell of a lot of momentum to pull you out. If you don't learn the third time, well, uh, good luck. So, uh, anyway, the higher you get, Obviously, the stakes of you dropping off either on the dark side or the brilliant side, uh, that gets higher. And that's why there's a lot more millionaires, billionaires, successful individuals, intelligent people and so on, than people like Buddha, Muhammad, Jesus and you know, individuals at that level, right, where they had it all, not just the spiritual knowledge. So, so that's that next stage <clears throat> where you can maintain. And then what happens is that, well, you free yourself of what we call here, you know, the duality of this reality. So at that stage, um, uh, you can't get distorted, really. You're self-sustaining, um, although you exist in this reality. Does that mean that everything's a fairy tale? No, uh, it's not that a f <clears throat> everything's a fairy tale. <coughs> but you go through the experiences of whatever it might be, um, uh, learning from it, growing from it, expanding from it, even getting stronger in this physical reality so you can ascend higher at the spirit realm. Because if you can't handle anything that goes on here, you'll never be able to handle the things that go on the spirit side. Right? If you can imagine whatever worst situation that you're here, that you can endure physically here, multiply that by, you know, a few thousand or a few hundred thousand times those are the frequencies that you have to, say, maintain or control uh, without a physical form or without space-time. So, so this is good practice for you. Some of you guys get flustered when you break a nail. Uh, it ain't going to work out well for you. Okay? So, um, <clears throat> It's a process that we experience uh, after working with you different than other paths towards awakening. Um, as a note, uh, it's not my path. Okay? I don't have a path. Uh, um, well, that's not really true. There's only one path. Let's just put it that way. There's only one path. Okay. Um, there's only one path, but that path is awakening or removing the filters. Uh, it's just exactly the same way that Jesus said it, but it got distorted. Uh, so what he was m mentioning, and you know, if you read any other great individual like that, 
They always say there's only one path. Okay? Uh, and that one path, again, it's not a religion. It's not a concept. It's not an idea. It's about removing the filters that you think you are. Simple as that. Or becoming so focused and that, well, you become so present, you become totally abundant or spirit body in physical form. Right? That's the only path. That's the only, only path. Uh, again, I emphasize this because people go, oh, uh, Jesus was right. Christianity is that one path. Hell no. No, no, no. Uh, you, uh, you can go any path that you want as long as you're awakening. Okay? You have to use your own source. Again, if you're using other people's sources to awaken, guess who's awakening? The source that's giving you the power. Okay? So I guess that's why I used that example. Because many of you go, well, hey, I'm just going to go to so-and-so, and he's really an enlightened uh, individual. Uh, and I'll go under his wing, um, uh, and then, you know, uh, that's a guru state. So a good number of you are like that. If you noticed, I'm not like that. Uh, I keep pushing you to ride your own bike without training wheels or anything like that. And that's why it's harder for you. Okay? If you can't handle the lower levels, and these are very low levels, nice. um, <clears throat> obviously you can't handle the higher levels. So that's why I keep pushing you. Okay? That's why what I do is a lot harder for you because you have to learn it on your own. It's not a fast food uh, process, although some of you, again, it's um, it's the fastest way to understand it, but the most intense way. Okay? Uh, um, maybe the fast food example. It's not a. It's not like you go to the store and everything's prepared for you, and then you know you bring it home and voila, it's there for you. If you want that kind of service or process, then uh, you're in the wrong place. It's exponential intelligence is not about that. It's about you removing your own filters, no matter how it happens, right? um, <clears throat> so you understand your brilliant self. Nobody else can do that for you. Okay? So think of it this way. You've got a mountain, uh, and you want to get to that pinnacle, <clears throat> right? <clears throat> There's... Millions of different ways, paths on uh, reaching that pinnacle. As long as you're awakening, as long as you're sending, getting closer and closer to that pinnacle, then you're on the right path. So any religion, any spiritual practice or anything like that, <clears throat> if it's awakening you, then, well, it's beneficial for you. That's why I don't have a modality. I purify the modality or the practice or anything that you do. So it helps you because it's not the physicalness of this reality. It's not the way you pray. It's not the way uh, you have to go to church or, you know, pray five times a day and all those things that, you know, people do whatever they do. It's not about crystals and all that stuff. It's all about awakening. However, if you're praying five times a day the perfect way, then you should awaken. If you're going to church every Sunday, then you should awaken. Uh, if you're uh, holding on to crystals or whatever it might be, right? Uh, you should awaken. If you're not, then you're doing it wrong. It's just flat out. It's just it's just a bottom line. You're doing it wrong. If you're not getting the same benefits as, say, those great individuals that created those religions, then you're doing it wrong. Uh, and I say that from the kindness of my heart, just just like a gas gauge, right? Uh, you can't pretend it's it's you're full 
because you're going to run out of gas. I'm just telling you, hey, you're going to run out of gas. Right? So, um, so is the process that we experience after working with you different uh, <clears throat> than other paths towards awakening? Uh, yes. Is very different. Uh, the reason being because most everything that we do today's society, uh, whether it's spiritual or you know um, physical based um, or you know re uh, religion based, um, is, is all comes from a space of distortion. Um, it all has some level of distortion, whether it's very minor to a hell of a lot. So. So basically what I do is I don't teach you anything. I don't tell you what's good or bad um, or you shouldn't do this, you should do that or anything like that. Uh, I just I just help you take off the slough uh, that's been burdened upon you. Okay? Other plans or other modalities basically teach you. And you might go, well, no, this modality teaches me to be free. How does it teach you to be free? Because you, know, you hear a lot, or this modality tells me this. But basically what's happening is that, yes, it makes you feel free, but then you get burdened because you're using, say, your teacher's quote-unquote uh, frequencies to feel that freedom that they're receiving from you. So that's not free. It's getting burdened by them. Okay? So uh, we can talk a lot more about that. Um, <clears throat> in fact, I was speaking, I was talking to this uh, individual uh, on an IGH industrial group healing. They were talking about their son, and I, you know, I tapped into him. And it's like, uh, and then one last thing before you know, we close the call. It's like, you know, you shouldn't pray for them or whoever prays for them, um, you know, and uh, and because we think, well, if I pray, it's good intent. Hell, no, it's not. Uh, and I'm not saying prayer is bad, so don't go out and go. Ma said prayer is bad. I know some of you will go say that, or you'll you'll, uh, or somebody will take a sound clip, you know, of me, and I say don't pray, and then and then they'll play it. So uh, again, if you're going to take any content, you have to ask permission from us. Okay? Um, I think there's a few people just listening in. So anyway, um, so and I said that because they come from a very uh, the religion has turned really dark. It's very oppressive. So every time that they pray, what happens is that they're just sucking in more of that oppression. Right? So is it the religion? I'm not going to say their religion is bad. No, it's not their religion. It's just that their religion got dirty. Right? Just like, you know, you bring food on your table, you, it's clean, you eat it, but then pollution settles in, you know, there's a dust storm, there's garbage, uh, whatever, whatever, um, you know, and that food gets stale or corrupt or whatever. Same way with religion, you have to purify it. Right? Same thing with the way they pray. You have to purify it so it's not pulling in distorted frequencies. So, uh, I hope that was a good example. Um, <clears throat> so why are some of us pulled towards your process, the moss work, uh, and others uh, are not? Uh, are they? Uh, are there personal characteristics of clients that are best fit to endure moss work? Yes. So the reason why you're you're pulled to me, and most everybody is actually pulled to me, whether they like it or not. Um, either way, okay. So. The ones that are just drawn to me and they get it, well, obviously, um, uh, as I talked about earlier, they've, they're more awakened. They're more in tune. Right? They just know it. So that's why I like 
kids, babies, things like that, they're drawn to me. They just see, say, the purity uh, because they come from a pure space. People who are on the other side, uh, the death side, they get closer and closer to death. They get drawn to me. They understand or they know who I am probably much more than I would know because, again, that filter, that veil, you know, especially as they get closer and closer, like a day or so to death, they totally see this reality from a different perspective. It's meant to be a, an awakening process for them, but unfortunately many of us are under drugs and we don't get the chance to experience that. But an awakened death, uh, or even non-awakened death, uh, that veil gets opened and they get to see this reality for what it is. So, uh, and they get to see me as for who I am. Right? So, um, so they get drawn to me. So those pe- individuals who aren't, and this is what happens to uh, people who are abused, and you can study up on this, uh, is that <clears throat> especially if if they train, you know, like some of the um, some of the Mormon type religions, the higher ups, you know, they start to abuse children and so on like that because they think that's sacrifices, basically, right? Um, and uh, there's other religions that abuse children and so on, use sacrifices and so on to send to. None of that is needed, by the way. It's actually distorting for you. Although you'll feel euphoric doing it, and that's the sad part of it. Um, We won't talk about that either. Uh, It's a whole different lecture on why people would feel euphoric. But uh, anyway, getting back to this. So you have an abuser, right? Uh, They're trying to train you. They would would literally abuse you, and they would force you to come and uh, hug them. So the signals get crossed. So basically, every time you get abused, or every time they abuse you, you have a deeper connection to the abuser. So that's the physical. Uh, And again, you can do psychology studies and so on on why or uh, how that uh, entrainment works. But it works. It works very effectively, by the way. Um, So you don't have a physical abuser. You have, say, a consciousness a frequency or, you know, you want to call it the devil or whatever that abuses you lifetime after lifetime, family lineage after family lineage, so on and so on. Well, uh, over time, you've gotten so drawn to that, say, abuser that you trust nobody else. You literally, somebody's like, hey, I can, you know, I can save you, I can help you, you know, we're the good guys and they'll go, no. I'm going to go back to my abuser. That's how, say, it distorted it gets. Again, you can read up on the psychology of it. So, and that's why. So people who are, say, really, really, really extreme religion, they get fearful of me. Not about me. It's just that that, that abuser <clears throat> basically, say, senses uh, or they've been abused so strongly that they feel somebody that could actually help them and it looks like you know, they're the enemy. Right? Um, like an animal. You're trying to save them, help them, right? But their natural instinct is to run away from humans, although you're there to save them and help them. Simple as that. Uh, there was one more aspect to that. Um, and then also, many of you are getting to be this way as well. You burn, start to burn so brightly. You're a clear reflection of the world around you, or a clear reflection. You're not as distorted. Um, 
right? As you guys have said, and there's many of you on a call like that. And then what happens? People look at you. They get fearful of you, maybe at a lesser scale than I do. Uh, um, but they, they look at you. They get fearful of you, right? Why? Is because they're getting to see the weaknesses or the incongruencies of themselves reflected upon, up reflected from you. So, so, uh, and again, many of you are experiencing that, right? You're starting to lose friends or your family doesn't like you and all that. That's the reason why. Um, So the personal characteristics of clients that are best fit to endure um, moss work, yes. So, so those individuals are ones who you know take their own responsibility, right? They take responsibility for what happened. Everybody goes through the same process, literally. You know, the, the severity might be different, or the intensity might be different, right? But everybody goes through the same process. One, it's a cleanup. Right, you get to see the distortions, or you basically you get in shape, right, or you remove. Um, let me give you a physical example. You know, you're overweight. Uh, you've never taken care of yourself. You eat crappy food. You don't exercise or anything like that. So what happens? Uh, and then you want to run a marathon. Well, to get you in shape to run a marathon, well, you need to work out, lose weight, eat healthy, and all that. It's really burdensome and it's painful. Uh, sometimes almost, uh, uh, it's, it's changed, you know, you have to change so dramatically. It's almost like, uh, detrimental to the body. Same process with the, with exponential intelligence. If you're that far off, uh, your mark, well, sometimes it's detrimental to the body. And some people go through some intense detox. This is the exact same thing working out. Uh, and then the next process is that you slowly or very quickly get into shape. You're on cue, right? You're strong. And then your whole mental attitude changes. Like those individuals who are in shape, they're gung-ho about working out. They love working out. They go, let's see how far I can push myself out. See how far, much more weight I can lift. Let's see how much uh, you know, faster I can do uh, X or let's see how higher I can jump. Let's see you know, whatever, whatever, right? So that, that potentiality of who you are, you know, you push it out uh, to more and more extremes. So that's the conditioning, basically, that you go through. So uh, with that in mind, uh, again, if you're, you know, overweight, um, unhealthy, and some of you go, well, and I can tell, well, you know, uh, we I come from a good family. Uh, we were always went to church. We always went that's the exact reason why you're very unhealthy. Right? Uh, and again, if you came through pure religion and, uh, aspect, it's not about your religion. It's the purity of how you practice that religion. Right? Or some of you go, well, you know, I've been practicing so-and-so for 20 years with this master. Well, what if their master is dark and you go, no, he's very popular and he's this and that. Uh, he's they're probably dark. So if your life isn't, say, running in abundance, then, well, that teachings or those teachings or whatever you've done in the past, like I said before, not working. Uh, it doesn't come from pure source. It's just flat out. It, it isn't. I don't care how much money you've spent. I don't care uh, how much time you've invested. I don't care, you know, if you're the Pope is Pope's granddaughter or whatever. Uh, again, if you're not in abundance, 
you're not in abundance. Um, uh, I keep repeating that. I guess some of you are thinking of that. Um, um, so the personal characteristics that does best, again, taking care of their own responsibility, understanding that whatever happens to them is because of the programs or patterns that they are running internally, not any outside, not anything outside of you. So if you think that life is happening to you and because of X, Y, and Z on the outside, your life is the way it is, you probably wouldn't do very good with me because it's a hard uh, learning curve to turn that around. Okay? Yes, you can turn it around and stuff, but uh, again, it's a little harder. So the best type of clientele, I guess, is that, uh, say it again, takes their own responsibility, understands that the distortions that come out of them, the experiences that they come out of them, sometimes say the negative type experiences and so on, I would call them positive, but anything, you know, like people lose their houses or whatever. So if you're willing, if you're that individual, um, the last example of the exercise, if you're gung-ho to push your potential, then that's the type of person that would do best with my work. If you're that type of person that would go, you know, that's a Navy SEAL type um, uh, individual that says gung-ho, you know, put it on because the frequencies that you're going to be inundated with uh, are Navy SEAL type. Again, like I said, that's why there's not a lot of people like Buddha, uh, Jesus, and so on. So why do you think that is? Right? So if you're that type, you're willing to take their responsibility, right? uh, and you're willing to do the work, then uh, it's, it's for you. Uh, so everybody has that potential, but will you do it? And that's for you to answer. So as we conclude part one and go on to part two, of the journey to truth. Join me in the next episode as we dive in with deeper understanding and practical application. Until then, take care, notice what you notice, and then start noticing the details of what you notice.